Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 105 of Be With Me. And I need to start with a little story after I give you the title. The title today is Getting a Bigger View of Sin. So here's the story. I was in church this week, and we were singing a song, and it had something to do about coming to the altar. And the the line of the song was uh, about bringing our quote, I wrote this down so I'd remember it, regrets and mistakes, regrets and mistakes to the altar. And they, the songwriter just couldn't, couldn't use the word sin. It was like he or she, they just couldn't say the word sin. And that is very unbiblical because the Bible is easy with that word because it's accurate. So here's the story that, that brings this to mind. Is Jesus? This is in John chapter five. Jesus heals an invalid. Get up your get up, take up your bed and walk. At once the man was healed. He took up his bed and walked. Now the day was the Sabbath. The Jews say to him, "It's the Sabbath. It's not lawful for you to take up your bed," which is not true. But he answered them, "The man who healed me, the man said to me, take up your bed and walk." So here we go. They asked him, "Who is the man that said to you, take up your bed and walk?" Now, the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn as there was a crowd in the place. In other words, this guy got like a drive-by healing where Jesus had this brief interaction, didn't require any faith because the guy doesn't have faith in Jesus. So he has this drive-by healing, and then the big stuff happens here afterwards. So afterwards, verse 14, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, see you are well. And then just lays this on him, sin no more that nothing worse may happen to you. So as if being an invalid or a paralyzed person isn't bad enough, he says, that there may be something worse than that, which is the judgment of sin, I think. So this is a like he elevates getting a bigger view of sin. He elevates sin beyond just the re- regrets and mistakes as if, you know, what bothered me about this is like as if the only offense was, was like, I'm just a little disappointed in myself, so I need to become a... A Christian, or I'm not reaching my self-actualization goals, um, as opposed to the offense and the violation, a debt you cannot pay, and that, that there is an ultimately an offense against someone. I'm capitalizing someone here, even if your sin is done in secret, like the like the um, Samaritan woman, where she eventually says, "Hey, Jesus told me everyone I ever slept with." That was her testimony that Jesus had seen and known her and known her sinfulness in in, in the past. So here's one of my big points. Pay attention to this because I think this is cool. The point isn't that our perspective becomes his. The point is that his perspective becomes ours. So it's not that we're trying to convince Jesus that, hey, I've got some regrets and mistakes and, you know, maybe I could have done a little bit better. The point is that his perspective that this is sinful and that there is an offense against a holy God that cannot be easily remedied 
that there is something profound going on, and how are we going to get this problem solved? Uh, that there's going to be, you know, suffering require, required to solve this problem of your sin. There's going to be great sacrifice required to solve your problem of sin. A rescue mission from another universe, from heaven, has been declared to come and help you with this problem that you can't get yourself out of. So it's addressing the, a problem. What will you do about your sin? It's not what will you do about your regrets and what will you do about your mistakes? What will you do about your sin, this offense against a holy God? And what would you do to avoid the punishment that kind of here is compared with paralysis, which is worse than one of the worst you know, physical uh, maladies that we can think of? So I think Jesus is, in saying this and meeting this guy at the temple, is I think he wants to elevate our view of sin and judgment and penalty. Why? Because it, it increases our appreciation for the rescue and our desperation for the, the substitutionary sacrifice and the payment that is required for this. So perhaps today, as we approach this story, and Jesus kind of lays sin on this guy, you know, maybe we're sitting here saying, well, you know, I've got, I have some regrets and mistakes. I could have done it maybe a little bit better. Lord, give us eyes to see and call this what it is. Help us to call a sin as a sin. As it says in Romans, all have, not regrets and mistakes, all have sinned and all fall short of your glory. All of us are in need of a rescue. So please, Father, elevate our view of sin, elevate our view of judgment, elevate our view of the rescue and the payment and the self-sacrifice that Jesus had to do to come and get us out of this problem. So Lord, I thank you. Please, Lord, change our change that our perspective becomes no, let me change that. Pray, help us get your perspective. May your perspective become our perspective rather than us, our perspective, trying to convince you that it isn't that bad. Help us see with your eyes. Please, Lord, give us a bigger view of sin. I thank you for listening. I'll see you guys tomorrow.